on that trophy. Second season running, that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weah! A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weah. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. We're joined on the podcast this week by Dave from the OSC to recap on recent games, including Thursday's second group stage game in the Continental Cup at the Academy Stadium against Durham and a City defeat, which saw Chelsea progress on the road to Wembley in the Vitality Women's FA Cup. Chelsea finally have achieved a 90-minute victory at Man City at the Academy Stadium. It's only taken them six years in a convincing, simple and yet straightforward 3-0 win. We spoke to both City and Chelsea fans to get their thoughts in the build-up to kick-off. And we have Caroline and Leanne before kick-off. How are you guys feeling ahead of this massive, huge semi-final against Chelsea? I'm in between. Nervous, excited see what it brings i'm not not expecting too much but if we can pull it out then fingers crossed we can do yeah yeah well i just same as leanne i'm not really i'm not really expecting a win but anything will do i think i think i mean we're coming off of the back of the longest international break on in history <laughs> it feels like it's been an yeah. absolute age but obviously to get a home draw against chelsea in this fa cup final will become a bit of an advantage and there seems to be a really good crowd here today so it is all about the fans getting behind the team yeah. and if it is a matter of you know helping the team being pushed over the line to get the result you feel the fans could play a part in that today yeah definitely like you only have to look at the last semi-final when we had Amir and stuff and that own goal gave us that that extra, you know we, we won it and stuff so we've just got a bit 12th person now get behind girls and just see what happens on pitch yeah yeah hey Caroline looking at the 11 how are you feeling well, it's kind of what we were expecting. I mean, that Chelsea side is very strong, but Jill's, Jill's done well when she's played in defence before, and I think um, Janine played very well at right back for Canada the other week, so, um, so I'm sure she'll bring that performance into today. And how reassuring is it to see uh, Hayley Rosso and Vicky Lasada back in the team, on the bench, yeah. but named amongst the team? Oh, I'm thrilled for Hayley. It's been, it felt, it feels like it's been ages since she, since that ever in game, and she played so well. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing her back, and same for Vicky as well. And and Gareth has turned to the academy team as well to fill obviously a position within, you know, the, the goalkeeping uh, because we we literally haven't got anyone. Uh, Kiara's obviously, uh, I believe, fractured her elbow. Fractured elbow. Uh, during the international break which is uh, really disappointing obviously yet to really play any minutes for City within this team this season but you know such a, a massive uh, opportunity yeah definitely you know if, if we get to see it at some point that would be great possibly not this game but you know it's a great opportunity for the youngster to even get up you know train with the girls and stuff like that it's, it's amazing that the opportunity has been given to her and hopefully, you know, maybe we might see her midweek and, you know, see what she's made of. We can't obviously underestimate Chelsea. No. Massive uh, <laughs> side Don't at the moment. Dominating. dominating, obviously, the WSL and on all other competitions at the moment. Emma Hayes, you know, make no doubt about it, she's going to go into this all guns blazing and we're going to expect a, a very high-pressing, fast-tempoed Chelsea team. Yeah. Um, how are City going to neutralise that, basically? 
It's, it's going to be a hard one, you know, you don't even know. It's, with a team they've got, you've got people coming from every direction. And yeah, I think they've just got to stay as solid as possible, midfield, help the defence as much as we can. And try and get them on them counter-attacks. You know, they have moments in defence and stuff, what we've seen. You know, so we've just got to try and be strong and just try and maybe get them on counter-attacks or something like that. So it's, It feels almost as though it's going to be one of those games where if the opportunity comes along, yeah. these are the moments where we've got to really make it count. Yeah, it's, it's, you can, it, the atmosphere, you can just tell anything that goes close to the goal is going to get a rise out of people and it's just going to be a really good game, I think. I won't ask you for your predictions. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, confident about but that. Thank you for speaking to me and enjoy the game. No, brilliant. Nice. With a couple of Chelsea fans before kick-off, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Chester, um, part of the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group. I'm Poppy. Looking forward to kick-off? Yes. Um, it's a big semi-final, so... Um, Raring to go. What are you expecting from today's game? I mean, it'll be obviously a nervy game. It's the first game back from an international break, so and it's a big one uh, with a Wembley showpiece as a prize. So um, hopefully, I think it'll, they'll come out firing, um, and hopefully, obviously for us, a Chelsea win. Yeah. Uh, what would it mean for obviously Chelsea to get to Wembley? It's a, it's, a, it's a nice day out and it's great for the club, it's great for the players and the fans. So um, it mean a, ch- a chance to fight for another trophy is always special and it would complete a domestic treble. I mean, looking at the lineup today, a very strong uh, Chelsea side, very attacking. Uh, so all guns blazing, I'm expecting from Emma Hayes. Um, probably a surprise, Harder's not in there. Any sort of reason why you think she might not be included today? Um, I heard there was she might have had a knock whilst on international duty, um, so which is obviously a problem. But you don't want to risk it if, if there's no need to. Um, and hopefully um, she'll be back for Wednesday in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, attacking threat there, Kirby. You know, Kerr, Erin Cuthbert. I mean, we know what Erin Cuthbert should do, can do. She she can do anything with the ball. In, in terms of Chelsea, how intense do you think they're going to impose themselves on this game? Um, I mean, they wanted to complete the domestic treble, so it'll be um, Emma will want them to be firing, and Erin Cuthbert's one of those perfect players for the occasion. She she wears heart on the sleeve. Obviously, with the run of the form that City's had, yeah. I'm kind of neither excited by this game yeah. <laughs> or kind of yeah. nervous by it at the moment because yeah. obviously I kind of feel as though City at the moment yeah. probably come into this as a bit of an underdog. Um, obviously, we're looking to retain the FA Cup. Uh, this will be our third time if we can get to obviously, get to Wembley. So, yeah. I think in terms of the game that we're going to see today, it's going to be very end-to-end. We're, yeah. I think we're used to seeing in terms of yeah. these two sides in recent matches. Are you expecting it to be quite an open affair? Yeah. The thing is, it's the two. It's been the two best teams in the WSL for the last decade. Um, so, and it's always been. A needle affair. Um, we've had so many draws, high-scoring draws here. So it doesn't matter what form you're in. Um, this is City probably, as you say, City come in as underdogs, but they've got nothing to lose really. There'll be more pressure on Chelsea just because of the form, the league table. But it's an FA Cup semi-final. Anything can happen. Exactly. Magic of the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, just a quick prediction for yourself. Um, I think it'll be 2-1. Um, don't know whether that's in 90 or 120. <laughs> but, uh, I think I'd like to get it done in just in 90, I mean, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, 2-1 in 90 would be great. But yeah. as long as it's our blue, we right. don't mind. Enjoy the game, but not too much. <laughs> Happy.
Well, is this your first time at the Academy Stadium? Uh, no, it's my second. Second time. Are you looking forward to the game today? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous though. A bit nervous. Who are you looking forward to seeing today? Um, hopefully, uh, Jesse Fleming might come on as a substitute. Yeah. But I'm excited to see Millie Bright as well. And do you, do you feel that Chelsea can go all the way and, and win the title this year? Hopefully they can because it's been three years since they got to Wembley. And uh, if there's a prediction, what are you expecting from the game today? Uh, I don't really want to jinx it, but hopefully they win. Well, enjoy the game and uh, have a safe trip back home. Thank you, you too. I'm Lauren Hemp and you're listening to MCW Fancast. Dave, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? Hi Emma, yeah. Fine, thank you. Hope you're okay. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, let's start with last Sunday then and the FA Cup semi-final. Disappointing result, 3-0 in the anti-Chelsea. Um, a very competent performance from Emma Hayes' Chelsea side. They wanted to win and they got their result. <laughs> Eric Cuthbert opened the scoring. Um, Perhaps you knew kind of ahead ahead of kickoff with her name in the starting eleven for Chelsea, she'd be right in the thick of the action as well. Yeah, good side Chelsea. Whoever they play, whoever they put on the on the pitch, you know you're going to be in a tough game. And that we, we spoke about it last week. We thought that for us to get something, we would need a faultless display defensively, and I don't really think we got it in that first half. Um, you know, to a goal from, almost for set pieces and some of the goals as well. So. Um, yeah, it was difficult. I think we had to be really, really at our top game and then to have a slight off day with the teams that were out on the pitch to win. And it didn't happen, as you say, they're a good side. Aaron Cuthbert, cracking player. That was a you know a fine strike from her point of view. Um, and at 2-0 down, I think it was always going to be difficult. Second half, um, City pushed, but Chelsea were quite comfortable, I think. And then I did the third late on, which didn't really make much difference to the overall outcome. So a difficult game, really. Um I'd like to take them on with our first choice 11 and then maybe we'd push them a bit closer. It was kind of a bit of a devastating result in the end because more so, I think, because City, you know, we've retained this trophy twice on the bounce and, you know, to do it a third time would have been really special. And I think, but, you know, you can't obviously overlook the quality within that Chelsea side. You know, Emma Hayes has got them playing, like singing a fine tune. It's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. um, they've been really impressive this season so far. And you kind of feel, obviously, with the, the way the season's going so far, you can't sort of look beyond sort of either a, a Chelsea or an Arsenal sort of top top of the league finish kind of thing. And and Emma Hayes will want that Chelsea side to domestically go on and, and achieve you know, silverware, and they've definitely got it within them. Um, but the 3-0, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, we we just weren't even close. Um, Chelsea really made it look so easy on the day. Yeah, I think the third goal, a little bit cruel maybe on us. I think, you know, 2-0 might have been a fair reflection of the game because um, they were the better side overall, but we did push them back second half. But as I say, they were, you know, game management was, MRAs or something, is, her teams are really good at game management as a rule, and that's what I think they did second half. You're right, though. I think them and Arsenal are, are um, a step above everybody at the moment. Um, it would make a good cup final, but obviously we'd rather we were there. Um, but there's another one coming after Christmas. If we can regroup, get some players back, we can have another crack at that trophy. In the second half of the season, that's that's the silver lining. 
we don't have to wait as long as usual to, to have another go at it and have another cup run. Um, but yeah, it was disappointing. You're right, because you don't want it to lose your grip on a trophy you've had for two years. Yeah. Um, victory obviously takes Chelsea back to the FA Cup final. First time, actually, since 2018. So yeah. when you look at it on paper, it's quite surprising, really. Yeah, yeah, you like we said last week, didn't we? It's, it's surprising that when we've got to cup finals, we've never met Chelsea. For them, you know, they've always been knocked out before. We, you know, either by ourselves in a semi-final, or I think Everton knocked them out last season. You know, the previous campaign. Um, so yeah, it's, it's surprising they haven't. I've got more cup finals on on the uh, register, but Chelsea asked now if they didn't meet earlier, you would have made them the two favourites to meet on on current form this season. So. And with it being an all-London game, you know, you would imagine a, a big crowd. Um, it's on the anniversary of the FA's ban, so there's a lot going on that, of, of women's football. The 100th anniversary is that weekend as well. Uh, so it should be a big weekend for, for the women's game. Um, I, you know, I'm just disappointed we're not going to be involved in it, obviously, as, as a supporter, because we love a trip to Wembley. But as I say, we'll have another crack and maybe get there, you know, towards the end of the season in, in this season's competition. Yeah, it's taken Chelsea six years, <laughs> six years though, uh, to finally get a, a result at the Academy Stadium within 90 yeah. minutes. I mean, it, there's a positive. <laughs> yeah, no, it, is, it is a record to be proud of that. When you think of the teams Chelsea have had, and they've had league championship winning teams within that time as well. Um, we've always done very well against them at home at the Academy Stadium. We've, we've had a, and we've still got a very good record against them. Um, last year, Conti Cup, as you say, was extra time. Uh, so over the 90 minutes, this is the first time they've actually beat us. So that's yeah, something to be proud of. Um, and we need to start that that run again, you know, as, as soon as we can. Definitely. As said, Chelsea will meet Arsenal in the FA Cup final at Wembley Stadium on Sunday, the 5th of December next month. Just good luck to both teams, but you yeah. <laughs> don't care who wins now. No, no, I think... Uh, yeah, we can watch it as a neutral. I think it might be a good game. Um, two best teams in the country on current form at the moment. So, yeah, good luck to them. And I hope you all enjoy it and uh, keep our trophy warm because we want it back in May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, on to the next, Dave. Um, Durham, our second fixture in Group B of the Connie Cup at home on Thursday night under the lights on a very pretty nippy night in Manchester oh, <laughs> it was the first real cold one of the season that was yeah, on Thursday night oh yeah but uh, an important fixture because it gave, for the first time this, this season I feel Gareth had the chance to rotate the squad he had enough players to, to give people coming back from injury a, a game people who hadn't been playing such as say Ruby Mace and um, Alana Kennedy who were cup tied last Sunday to, to come into the team we saw Hayley Russell, Russell back. We saw uh, Philippa Angledal back. And that was good because it gave him a chance to rest other players as well, uh, which he's not been able to do, which is a big part of the modern game to, to this rotation system. Not all teams do it. So that was good. And it was, a, it was you know, an important fixture for us. And obviously one we still wanted to win. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've got to be honest. I think I got to, to the 80 minutes and I'm thinking, if this finishes 1-0... It's not good enough. Um, I just saw it as a, a bit of a disappointment. You know, if you look at, you know, last season, the season before, and no disrespect to, to Durham whatsoever because they had a fantastic game. You know, they, they were defensively very, very sound. 
uh, very good, uh, well disciplined. And I kind of feel, but I kind of feel like, you know, this is a, a game where we're winning, well, four, five, six nil with a, a player, a, a team of fringe players. Yeah, but I mean, our confidence has taken a knock this season, hasn't it? You know, there's been, you know, things have gone terribly wrong for us. Um, injuries and, and bad luck and things all conspire and we've not played well in certain games. That's, you know, we can't hide from that. So last night, um, as you say, Durham, first of all, Durham were excellent defensively. They came with a game plan and, and played very well. And this is a team, don't forget, they are top of the championship and they are unbeaten and they're not there for no reason. So, you know, they're, they're a decent side and they certainly put in a good shift last night and, and played well. Yeah. Um, added to that, our finishing, our, our build-up play seemed to me to be very good, but the finishing was a little bit wayward. And as you say, going into the last 10 minutes, only 1-0. Now, the most important thing, at the end of the day, was to get those the points on the board and, and win the game, obviously. So if it had finished one nil, yes, we did. We, you know, it would have been um, three points in the bag. It would have been what we wanted achieved. But you know, we I think for the confidence boost in the way we played to add a couple of goals late on was good because it it, it was a fair re- reflection of the game. I felt because um, we did dominate the game. Um, I don't think Taib had a save to make in, in the whole game. Certainly not of any any note. Um, so we did play well. Um, so with players coming back in and the rotation of the team and then changing them and subs coming on and everything, I just think that 3-0 made it look a little bit fairer reflection on the night. Um, it won't have been Durham's prime concern, I don't think. I think their, their prime concern will be to, to win that championship and get up into the WSL. So, you know, there is that as well from their point of view, but I would give them full credit for the way they play because they thought they were excellent, especially defensively. Yeah, I, th- I think Durham are a great team. They've got, they gave a really great account of themselves last night, uh, without a doubt, and the, prom- the future looks very promising for them. And, and without question, uh, I've definitely got the makings of a, a, a WL side that can, can compete. Definitely, because, I mean, if you look to it, was it two weeks ago that they only lost to United on penalties? They held them two all over the 90 minutes and they're unbeaten in the championship. So they're obviously a competitive side. I, that, this is the first time I've actually seen them last night. And obviously it was more of a defensive uh, unit that they set up to, you know, to, to combat the way we would attack them. But I would agree with you. I mean, I think they do look, uh, they do look well set to, to certainly stay, you know, and challenge for that promotion spot. Definitely. I mean, Gareth have got Gareth's got a really good group of players available at his disposal at the moment, and it was great to see, obviously, some of that rotation come into play against Chelsea. We played, we were playing out of shape. We, you know, we got players playing covering positions, filling in for positions, you know, due to injury and what missing players and whatnot. But should we be asking a little bit more of these players because they're so competent and so seasoned? as professionals, at times we kind of look a bit average, but they they are capable of so much more. And I know it is a confidence thing and about building momentum, but it almost feels as though you're kind of left wondering when that when that corner, when we're going to turn that corner. You know, we've got a, a, a difficult month ahead and I think this month is going to be really pivotal in terms of you know, the season campaign and, and those competitions that we're playing for, obviously the Conti Cup as well in there. So, you know, how how do you think City are going to approach this month and, and really 
try and push on because obviously looking ahead to Sunday, it's it's looking more important now that City needs to be able to pick up the points in these games. And three points at Leicester, you feel, would be huge in terms of that season campaign and and, and fighting for top three finish. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think the, the, coming, I'll come on to the Leicester game in a minute, but I think it is a, a, um, a crucial month. Um, I wouldn't be over... As much as I wouldn't be over... Um, panicking over the fact that Chelsea beat us 3-0 same last I wouldn't go overboard on that and then I wouldn't go overboard on the fact that we won 3-0 last night I think the the problems that existed at the start of the week probably are still there now and a, a fairer gauge of where we're up to because um, I don't think we're up to Chelsea and Arsenal's form or levels this season so far but I don't think we're you know um, that Durham are up to ours so I don't think it's fair to gauge but Leicester a WSL side away from home on Sunday could be a fairer gauge of where we're actually, you know, how we're doing. Um, and it is a, it is a crucial game. We could really do with these points because if, if the target is now, you know, history would suggest that we're not going to be in the title race, even if we were to win every single game from now to the end of the season, you know, Chelsea and Arsenal, you know, are well ahead of us and history would suggest that once you've lost as many games as we have, you, you won't win this league. So the target then, as you've just mentioned, would probably would be third place, which is still get you in the Champions League. So if we're gonna, if that's going to be a realistic aim for this team, they need to start picking up points now. You know, they need to start winning these games and starting on Sunday, because the following week we've got Chelsea again at home, which is obviously another tough fixture. It's not impossible we could turn that one round, put in the performance of the season and beat Chelsea. Of course, it's possible, but. You know, we can only focus on the next game, in my opinion, at the moment. And the next game is crucial, Leicester away. It's certainly, I think, a game we can go and win. So I think we need to go and win it. A, for the, the fact we get the three points, obviously, which would be great. B, for the confidence of the team. Um, we're starting to see a few players just starting to come back last, you know, against Durham. So hopefully some of those can play and he's got a better squad available to choose from Sunday. So, yeah, I think it is a crucial tie. Uh, game Sunday and when we really really need to win so I was listening to the game last night um I wasn't actually at the game itself I kind of feel though at the moment a lot of the media obviously are focusing an awful lot on the injured players that aren't available within this squad Mm. five times five six times last night the comment commentator on the um the game on the city plus Wheeled off the injury list about five or six times. I don't find that helpful <laughs> at no. all. And I'm not no. being funny. I, I, I just think that well, things like that do not the confidence of the players because mm. they're going to think, going to start thinking and reflecting on themselves and thinking, you know, oh, so you think that those injured players are missing from this squad and they're going to, you know, we're going to be a better team with them in it. How does that player that's been called up to that starting eleven to do a job able to focus positively on the game, thinking that they can make a difference when they're constantly being overlooked by the injured players that are not within this squad? Yes, it makes a difference, obviously having them available, Mm. but we should also be, you know, pushing these players that can can do so much within this squad and perform at a top, top, top level, because that's why they are playing within this city side in the first place. Everybody has a part to play. It doesn't matter if you're on the bench, if you're injured, if you're watching from the sidelines or you're out on the pitch. 
you're just as just as important as the person that's out on the sidelines because you can make in that moment you can make the difference. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I think the players, will, hopefully, the players would be savvy enough to know that you know sometimes the media, you know, they they, they don't call it right. Um, so the guy doing the commentary, I didn't hear it himself because I was at the game, but you know, um, I know the sort of thing you mean. You know, he's just got a list of players in front of him that he might not know the situation, so he reads them out. You know, so and so's missing, so and so's missing. I don't think the players themselves, or hopefully the players themselves that are playing, wouldn't be affected by something like that if they were to hear it, because they know that those players that are out injured are there every week. You know, they support them. Uh, they're obviously probably still going in the dressing room with them and everything. We see them sat there, don't we? Um, the players that are out injured sat watching the game every week. Um, it, I would think that they feel that they are a unit together. I would hope so anyway, um, because it could be any of them. It could, the ones that are playing this week, they could be the one that's out injured next week and vice versa as the other players come back. You know, that's the way football is. And I think footballers are well attuned to that. So you're right. We should be focusing. The media tend to focus on what we're not doing. Whereas hopefully the club, the players, the manager, and certainly I think we do, supporters that go week in, week out, we focus on what we are doing. Uh, whether it be right or wrong, you know, we talk about the game that's on the pitch. It, obviously, it's affected us. You know, world-class players are out, you know, quite quite a lot of world-class players are out, out of our squad at the moment that would be in it. And obviously, that's that's affected us. But, you know, you, you do have to focus on the ones that are there at the moment. Which, to be fair, I think Gareth does, when he's asked about these things, there's nothing he can do about those injuries. He's got to focus on the players that are fit. But I was really, really... Pleased to see some players back in that squad last night. You know, the short-term Vicky Lasada was another one we didn't mention before who was back last night. It gives him the option not only to have those players back, but when you've got a run of games, as you were saying, coming up that we've got in November, he's now got, he's got a bigger pool of resources to, to rotate and maybe rest a player here and there and yeah. then come back in and things, which he's not had. Makes, it makes a massive difference. So you think of the minutes that Jill Scott has played yeah. Do you know what I mean? In in recent yeah. games, I mean, she's she's been unbelievable, really. Well, he didn't start Alex Greenwood last night and he didn't start Lauren Hemp last night. And I think the reason was is that the minutes that those two have put in, and they've both been excellent this season, absolutely outstanding. Um, but last night, I think he, he saw it as a, 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 a honest opportunity to rest those two, to start, you know, because he's going to need them again. He's going to need them probably on Sunday. And so I know Alex, Alex did end up coming on late on, but, um, you know, I think there's a big part of the modern game, this rotation, it happens with every team. And as you say, someone like Jill Scott won't have expected to have played so many minutes as a centre-half this season, something she's never had to do before. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why I was really pleased last night. That was the biggest plus for me last night, was seeing some of those players back in the squad. Yeah, definitely. Um I can't. You can't question the efforts of the players. Uh, they're an unbelievable group, uh, and I think it's okay to ask a little bit more of them, to be honest, because I think they're capable of so much better as a team. Um, but last Certainly. night, I think, I think there was defensive errors that we could have cut out, no matter who was playing. Say, for instance, last Sunday against Chelsea, there are errors you can't make against the top side like Chelsea, and we did make those errors, and that's got nothing to do with injuries or anything. You know, that is something we need to work on, definitely. Yeah. Um, there were some fantastic individual performances though last night. Um, most notably, uh, Becky, Mace, obviously back in the side again. Uh, Philippa, Coombs here, I thought had a great game. Uh, Jess Park, great game. 
you know, so there are a lot of positives as well, like you said, especially these players coming into the to the side that, you know, like you said, haven't been as available in recent games. Definitely. The ones you've mentioned there were all excellent. I thought Alana Kennedy had a confident game yeah. last night, um, took the ball forward on a number of occasions, which was good to see. Um, a little bit frustrating up front for Ellen White because nothing seemed to fall for her, but she put a good shift in. Um, Jess Park out, out wide, a great game. I thought Angle Dahl deservedly uh, won player of the match on both in the ground and on the OSC pole because, uh, she, you know, coming back in, I thought she had a very, very good game. Uh, Laura Coombs, yeah, very good first half from her. I thought she was right up there. Uh, Becky, they all played well. And that, that's important as well because confidence, it builds confidence. Um, so it was great to see them all back. Vicky Lasada as well. She put some fantastic through balls through at times last night. Um, she's such a good player. Great yeah. to watch. Brilliant. Caroline Weir subbed on against Durham and making her 100 appearance for the club across all competitions. And rounds it off <laughs> by uh, getting on the score sheet as well, uh, contributing the second goal late on, putting the game beyond the reach of Durham. Uh, great to see. <laughs> rounds it off in a trademark strike. Absolutely yeah. A Caroline Weir classic, bang into the, you know, right into the roof of the net. Great strike. It, to be fair, that's what some of the others should have done earlier in the night. Had a shot. There were times when we were walking across the edge of the area, and you think you just have a shot. You know, you were in a good position, but Caroline don't need telling that because she knows what she can do. Um, yeah, hundred games, and I believe, according to um, Pete Simpson, the stats man, that she's the quickest to achieve that. She's done it, you know, in the quickest amount of time. Uh, so there's another another one that shows you the sort of levels of um, performance that she's put in and the amount of uh, games she hardly ever misses a game and stuff, Caroline. So, yeah, a little bit of an unsung hero maybe outside the club. We all know how good she is and because we, we see her week in, week out, you know, but maybe other teams and other fans don't realise what a good player Caroline is and uh, she really has been an asset to the club from the day she came. Yeah. Uh, what's your most rememberable moment for Caroline Weir over well, 100 yeah. appearances. The obvious one would be the one, the, the goal at the Etihad, wouldn't it? I would imagine. We've seen her score a number of those goals. You know, she, she scored that goal a number of times. Um, you know, absolute worldy. But to do it in that game with like that crowd and the massive media attention that was on that game and everything, you know, when, whenever, the, whenever you see a Manchester derby on the telly now, they show that goal because it's, it's so memorable. So we'd pick that one out, but it, it's not by far that's not the only time she's done that. And then there was the chip against United last season, which was a different type of goal, but equally as impressive. And a number of other goals, a number of other goals over the years. I remember, I remember one at um, Bristol away, similar, that she scored as well. So, yeah, a cracking player. Great, great strike. Great strike on the ball. And, you know, a huge congratulations to her on, on 100, uh, 100 appearances for the club. Definitely. I'm pretty sure that United goal at the Etihad still going viral now. <laughs> yeah. It was that good. It I love the video good. of it. That video of it where it shows you from every angle. And in the minute she hits it, it's in the net. And, you know, there's one City fan behind the net in the United end and he jumps up right behind it. I know it so well, that video now. But yeah, because it is, it is a, I mean, it's a, such a great goal. And it just put a cap on such a great day for us that. So 
that's the one that sticks in your mind. Um, up next, Leicester City this coming Sunday away at the King Power Stadium. What are you expecting from Leicester and how important would it be for City to bring back all three points to Manchester? Crucial we win. Absolutely crucial. We need these points. We need these points literally just because it's three points. We need to get up that table and we need it for confidence going into playing Chelsea again next week. So, first of all, I would say it's absolutely vital we win. Uh, what am I expecting? I'm expecting a tough game because although Leicester haven't done well in the league, I think, are they actually bottom? I think they might be. But they're going to start, there's going to be a reaction to that sooner or later because they've got some good players. And, um, you know, obviously they'll be at home and they'll want to, you know, they'll want to start winning. I wouldn't read too much into the fact that we've already beat them in the cup this season because they had as many players out that night as we did. Uh, cup tied players. So I don't think it'll be a similar team we face. On Sunday, there'll be a lot of players who couldn't play that night who will play on Sunday. So that doesn't read much into it at all. So I'm expecting a tough game, but one we need to go there and win. And one we're certainly capable of going to win as well. Um, So, you know, I I fancy us, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know we've just spoke about it before, but at this stage of the season and the current table standings with City in ninth, how do you feel about anything less than a win and the the bearing that that could possibly have on a top three finish. I mean, David's keeping me up at night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't sleep. No, no, obviously no. Draws no, uh, draws no good to us. Draws no good to us. But for both the reasons you've just said, what well, one we need to if we if we seriously want to think about aiming for third place, we need to start winning games. You know, it's, it's season's getting on now, so you know you can soon shoot up this league. If you look at, if you think about Arsenal women last season, they were quite low down and they had a great yeah, run towards true. the end of the third. That's the sort of form we need to hit. We need to hit the sort of form we had over last Christmas, either side of it, where we just were out, you know, went on a run of games and won. So yeah, definitely we need to win. And draw's no good to us, particularly when you take into account we've got Chelsea next week. Where if you ask me the same question at Chelsea and we got a draw, it probably would be an acceptable result because Chelsea, are, you know, so playing so well, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three points is, is is crucial here. We need we need to get them. Nothing less. It's 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 hard to say where our sort of changing fortune <laughs> is going to yeah. come, uh, but I do worry that it may come too late, especially when looking at the league and building on results in the hopes of securing that top three finish at the moment. I mean, like you said, it's it's Leicester, then it's Chelsea, and it's really and we keep talking about momentum, and it's and it's really hard to 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 find where that's going to come. And and I don't doubt, like, I I, I never doubt that we can't get a result against Chelsea. You know, I will never knock back the team, but I believe in them and I believe that they can get the results and it is a a confidence thing at the moment. And I think that has reflected in recent performances for sure. Um, But like you you just said then, this Leicester game is going to be pivotal, I think. Yeah, this is a game you can win, without a doubt. And then go into the Chelsea game with confidence. Now imagine how you'd feel if we beat Leicester and beat Chelsea. You'd be bouncing. You won't be yeah. able to sleep for different reasons then. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It, you know, it, that's football, and that's what it is. But you are right. We do need to start winning if we're going to consider chasing that third place or wherever. You know, you if you, if you finish fifth, you want to finish fourth. If you finish sixth, you want to get to fifth. You want to move totally. up the table wherever you are. We're sat. Yeah, in you want to strive strive for the best possible finish always. Four positions in this table now. We're in November. Mm-hmm. We're in ninth because we deserve to be in ninth because we've not played well enough, and that's it. You know, there's no getting away from that. We've been we've been pretty poor in some of the games, 
and we've been punished for it. You know, Arsenal away, you know, we were punished for it because they're a good side and, and we weren't at it. So we're where we deserve to be. But And we can't change that. But what we can change is going forward from now. Start putting in some performances. Starting with Sunday, we need to win. Yeah, you know, if we definitely. don't win on Sunday, it will it will be a, we will go into the Chelsea game feeling low because, as you just said, momentum. Yeah, momentum was a big thing in football, and we need to start building somehow. We need to start now. You know, yeah. we need to go on the run that we were on last season over this this time of year. Yeah. Um, prediction wise, what are you expecting? Well, as I said before, I, I've not seen Leicester accepting that cup game and, and there was a lot of players they couldn't play that night, to be fair to them, so it wouldn't be fair to judge them on that. So I'm not expecting, I think, what score was that? Was that, was that six we get that night? I'm not expecting that sort of game again for a start. I'm not, I don't think we'll go there and walk, walk over them or anything like that. I think it'll be tight and close. So but a win will be a win for me on Sunday, whatever the score. I think that's more important than anything. It's just getting the three points, getting a win and playing well. So... You know, I'll go for um, I'll go for three one, three one to City, but but a tight, tough game. I think it'll be as well. About yourself, I was thinking uh, a two one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Reasonably. bit more dogged this time round. Yeah, no, that's fair. if you think back to when we played them last season in the FA Cup. What a tight, close game that was yeah, when we beat it them two one. You know, they were, they were a bit unfortunate that day, Leicester, not to get something out of that game because they played well and we played well that day. It's not to say we didn't because it was a good game, that one. That's the sort of game I think we might get on Sunday more so than the more recent one. I believe you've got some travel information for fans making the trip to the King Power on Sunday. I have indeed. It's the first time that we City women have, have, have played at um, the King Power. So some people may be going, may not uh, know the full details. We've got a coach going from the OSC and I'll give the details of that in a minute. But first of all, I'll give you the uh, address. So Leicester... City women, obviously this game taking place at the King Power Stadium, Leicester's main ground. Uh, so I'll give you the address of that. King Power Stadium, Filbert Way, Leicester, LE27FL. And the phone number, if anyone wanted to phone them, 0344-815-5000. And then you could select the ticket options and things like that. Tickets are £7 and £3.50 concessions at the moment on Leicester's website. You may find... Obviously, if you were to buy on the day, they would probably go up a pound, maybe, or something like that. Uh, they've only got the one stand open. The main stand will be open, but it, obviously, with the King Power, it's a very, very big stand, so there's no problems there. They do issue numbered seats as well, and City fans have been advised, um, we've all bought mainly in Block A1, uh, because the seats are numbered. Now, you may find when we get in there that, you know, it isn't as busy as, as, as they're anticipating maybe, and there will be seats you may be able to move around. But when you buy the ticket, just be aware they do issue them as, as numbered seats. And so you may have to sit in that seat to, to start with. They're print-at-home tickets as well. If you buy on the website, let's just send you a thing and you print it at home. If you haven't got that facility, then obviously you would be buying on the date and you may find them a little, like a pound error or so. Um, the other thing I've got to tell you, uh, people, is people who collect the programmes that Leicester don't issue a paper programme this season, I believe. Um, I've been in touch with their supporters club and they've assured me that it is just a digital programme this season, which is available on their website. So uh, anyone that collects programmes is a bit disappointing for them, but that's the way it is. I believe Reading is the same this season as well, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. When we play Reading away, I'll find out for sure. But yeah, so there's no programme available at the game on Sunday. It's just a digital one. 
and that's what I have on the in, that's the info that I have on on the actual tickets for the game and where it's at and everything. If anyone needs any more info on that, obviously get in touch with me on Twitter on the OSC Twitter, and I would if I don't know the answer, I'll endeavour to find out for you. But it seems pretty straightforward, um, and it's the like I say, it's the first time we've played at the King Power as uh, City women. Many City fans have been before, obviously, when City men have played there, but for the women, it's the first time they've played there. We do play them away again later in the season in the Conti Cup, and I believe they may be playing some of those games at Burton Albion's ground, but I'll update people on that near, near the time. The OSC, as you say, Emma, we've got a coach going on Sunday. Uh, there are very limited seats left on it. If anyone wants to book on, I would advise they get in touch very soon. It's leaving from the usual place, which is the blue car park at the Etihad Stadium, which is a big one at the back next to the gasometer at 9.30 a.m. Um, the seats are £14 for adults, £9 for children. And there's, like I say, very limited left. We have got quite a lot of people who fancied this one. So, we'll, you know, it's pretty much a full coach it will be. Leaving at 9.30 Sunday morning from the blue car park at the Etihad Stadium. And I look forward to seeing everybody there. And that's it for it. Like, as usual, though, I, you know, like I say, I'm available on Twitter. If you DM me, I'll get in touch. If there's anything I can help if anyone needs any specific info, I can uh, endeavour to find out for them. Brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Um, safe journey. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I won't be at that one either. I'm not doing very no. well at the minute, am I? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, enjoy the game and uh, hopefully catch up with you next week. Yeah, hopefully we'll have three points in the bag and uh, speak to you soon. MCW Fancast. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave for joining me. Don't forget, if you're unable to attend this Sunday's game against Leicester City, never fear, you will be able to watch all the match day coverage live on the FA Player. Kickoff is 2pm. And we'll be back next Friday. See you then.